Hello, my name's Jack and welcome to the weekly roundup called This Week on Premier Skills English. In This Week, we've got lots of interesting words and phrases to help you talk about football in English. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can also visit the Premier Skills English website at britishcouncil.org slash premierskillsenglish, where you'll be able to download the podcast. This week, I'm talking about two matches. When I watch the matches, I make notes about the language I hear in the commentary, and it's just so rich that I can't help myself. There's just too much to talk about. Today, I'm going to talk about Leicester City hosting Brighton and Hove Albion, and on Friday, I'll publish another episode about Bournemouth's match against Nottingham Forest. Before I start today's story, I want to answer a couple of questions that were raised by Cesario Abrantes. The first question was about my use of the preposition past. I said Grealish headed the ball past De Gea. I'm not sure if you're overthinking this use. The uh, adverb past means in or to a position that's further than or after a particular point. I took that definition from the Cambridge Dictionary Online. I think that the, the football context might have confused this. Let me try another example. Can you imagine a Western film? Two cowboys are facing each other for a shootout. Both cowboys draw their pistols and fire. The first cowboy misses his opponent and the bullet flies past his target. This is the same as, as my usage from the podcast. Grealish headed the ball past De Gea. The ball went into the goal, which was a position further than the goalkeeper. I'm not sure that's really what you are asking. Let me know if I've not made that clear. The second question was about the football English term a through ball. This is a forward pass that goes between the opposition's defence. This was possible because Johnson had got himself into space, away from his marker, so he was able to run forward. I hope that makes sense. One of the problems of football English is there are so many clichés and expressions that use prepositions slightly differently to normal. In regular English, you could say that Surridge played the ball through Leicester's defence. With football English, you can just say Surridge played the through ball. I hope this makes sense. Last week, there were three football phrases. I'm going to go through the answers to two of them now, but first, here's one more chance to guess the first one. The first football phrase last week was... This is the verb form of the noun... It means to bring a player off to replace them with another player. If you are... You're brought off and a... Replaces you. Congratulations to Ro Backpacker from Romania. You were the first to get the right answer last week and welcome to Premier Skills English. 
Congratulations to Viet Wingo from Vietnam, Dennis2000 from Belarus, Fabs17 from Italy, Chen Mengzo from Taiwan. You're very welcome, Chen Mengzo. Thanks again for the question. Congratulations to Cesario Abrantes from Brazil, Ishin from Japan, Mehmet Sisman from Turkey, and last but not least, Hassan from Turkey. You all worked out that the word I was looking for was substitute or substituted. Thanks for sharing your ideas about working in a team. It sounds like Ishin has some positive team working experience. I think, Cesario and Hassan, you have a, a similar experience to me. When you're in a, a good team, it can be really rewarding. But if you're in a team and some members are not great, or if the team leader doesn't share the authority or delegate properly, it can be frustrating. Then, instead of sharing in the team's success, it can feel like your own hard work is being stolen. I like your suggestion, Hassan, that drivers following the rules of the road is a form of teamwork. Even if you work independently, we're all in a team of one kind or another. The second football phrase last week was This phrase means that you're in competition with only one person. We also use this phrase in education to talk about activities that a teacher does with one learner. When I was teaching in Italy, I had a couple of classes with university students. In football, it's used when two players are competing with each other directly. Congratulations to Dennis2000 from Belarus, Cesario Brantes from Brazil, Alex from Ukraine, Fab17 from Italy, Chen Mengzo from Taiwan, Hassan from Turkey, Viet Wingo from Vietnam, and Roback Packer from Romania. You all managed to work out that the phrase I was looking for was one-on-one. -on -one. Now, I think my description wasn't great for this phrase. Some of you guessed that I was looking for one-to-one. -one. I spoke about teaching English classes with just one learner, and these were more often called one-to-one -one classes. So, what's the difference? I think there is a slight difference. I think that in a one-to-one -one situation, the transaction, the service or information flow, is one way. So for teachers or, or tutors or instructors, if they're providing a service for one student, that's one-to-one. -one. But where two people meet to talk or compete, they meet one-on-one. -on -one. That is, the information flow or activity happens in both directions. So I might say to a learner, we'll meet one-on-one -on -one and I'll teach you one-to-one. -one. I probably wouldn't say that because it sounds weird, but I think the language is okay. Let me know if that doesn't make sense or if you come across any examples where this explanation doesn't work and I can try to look into it more. I will talk about the answer to the third football phrase of the week on Friday. So if you haven't guessed yet, there's still a couple of days for you to try. Check out the football phrase on the North London Derby podcast. And there'll be a new football phrase for you to try to work out at the end of this podcast.
But now, it's time for me to get on with this week's first story. The words and phrases from the story that I want you to listen out for are consistency, to have big boots to fill, poetry in motion, to lose your nerve, to hesitate, to pull the trigger, and to hang on by your fingernails. Barnes is back on the score sheet. Brighton travelled to the King Power Stadium on Saturday to face Leicester City. Brighton have been playing brilliantly this season, and Leicester have been struggling with consistency. The match promised excitement, and it delivered. Brighton were the first to get on the scoreboard. Kaoru Mitoma has big boots to fill following the departure of Leandro Trossard on the left wing. The Japanese Player of the Year looked confident of his place, with a lightning sprint, then sweeping infield of Castagna, Mitoma dispatched a shot that was poetry in motion. Harvey Barnes, who has been struggling with composure in front of goal, set up Leicester's equaliser. He couldn't see a line through to cross the ball, so he took a shot himself, which was fired right at a Brighton defender. The ball fell neatly to Tielemans, who took a shot which was also blocked. Finally, the ball fell for a third time to Mark Albrighton, who slotted the ball past the Brighton keeper. In the second half, Barnes put the home side ahead. This was the midfielder's first goal since the World Cup. He had been having a good run of goals before the break for the competition, but seemed to have lost his nerve. Vardy made a great run and had to fire the ball back to Dewsbury Hall, who saw Harvey Barnes run into space. But then he hesitated, just for half a second. He couldn't quite pull the trigger and when he did, his cross back to Vardy was deflected for a corner. When the corner was taken, the ball fell to Barnes, who didn't have time to think about it and smashed it into the goal from close range. Hopefully for Leicester, this will help him regain his confidence and get back to scoring goals. Brighton swarmed Leicester for the remainder of the match. The home side were hanging on by their fingernails when the pressure eventually proved too much. Estupinian played in a smart cross and Evan Ferguson, the 18-year-old Irish forward, headed it past Danny Ward. Final score, Leicester City 2, Brighton and Hove Albion 2. The words and phrases from the story that I want to talk about are consistency, to have big boots to fill, poetry in motion, to lose your nerve, to hesitate, to pull the trigger, and to hang on by your fingernails. I said that Leicester have been struggling with consistency. Consistency is the quality of always being the same, always performing in the same way or at the same level. So if a team is always good, you could say that they are consistently good. But if they're sometimes good and sometimes terrible, they have a problem with consistency. The adjective consistent is used in a similar way, 
So you might hear someone say that their team can be brilliant, but is not consistent. The next bit of language I want to look at is the idiom to have big boots to fill. This is quite a common idiom, though often the form is to have big shoes to fill. I think that we only say to have big boots to fill in the UK, though I'm not sure. Whether big boots or big shoes to fill, the meaning is the same. We use it to say that a new person in a job or group will have to be very good to be as good as the person who used to do their job. So, if you start a new job and the person who did the job before you was really good at the job, people might tell you that you have big boots to fill. In the story, I was talking about Kaoru Mitoma, who's taking over from Leandro Trossard at Brighton. Trossard had an amazing start to the season, so Mitoma will have to perform very well to be as good as Trossard. Mitoma's start in Trossard's boot went well, though, as he scored a really beautiful goal. When someone performs a physical task that's very beautiful or graceful, you may hear the phrase poetry in motion to describe it. I heard this phrase in the commentary I was watching for the match and I thought it would be a a nice phrase to talk about. It's a a bit cliched, but you can use it to describe the way someone does something if they are very graceful. We have looked at the phrase to lose your nerve in the past, but it's important for this story and I didn't want to include it without speaking about it. If you lose your nerve, you suddenly become nervous and stop what you are doing. I think that you can only lose your nerve if you're doing something that takes nerve in the first place. So if you're planning to do something that's a bit scary, you might lose your nerve when you actually try to do it. Something like bungee jumping or Asking someone out are common examples of tasks that might cause someone to lose their nerve. The next verb, to hesitate, is often the result of losing your nerve. It means to stop, to pause when you're doing something, usually because you're uncertain of what to do. When you're learning English, if you have to speak to someone, it's normal to hesitate when you're trying to think of what to say. More commonly, it's caused by nervousness. So when my first son was born, I was so nervous when I was driving with him in the car. I would often hesitate at junctions and roundabouts to make extra sure it was safe before driving. I really like the next phrase. To pull the trigger. To pull the trigger means to make a decision and act on something important. So if you're moving house, you might spend a long time looking for a new place to live and then, when you're finally ready, you pull the trigger. The idiom comes from guns. Guns have triggers that you pull to fire the gun. So if you're pointing your gun at someone, you need to be certain you're doing the right thing before you pull the trigger. So in the same way, to pull the trigger on to pull the trigger on something means to make a final decision, 
something you can't undo. The last phrase I want to talk about today is to hang on by your fingernails. This idiom is quite easy to understand if you understand the literal meaning. If you're falling off a building and all you have to keep you on the building are your fingernails, you'll hang on with them. So you can imagine a climber on a cliff hanging on by their fingernails. If their fingernails fail, there's nothing to save them. So the idiom means to work hard or keep doing something to avoid a big problem or failure. I think this is quite commonly used to talk about politicians who are involved in a scandal. Any minute they could lose their job, but they hang on by their fingernails. OK, that's seven words and phrases today. The words and phrases from the story were consistency, to have big boots to fill, poetry in motion, to lose your nerve, to hesitate, to pull the trigger, and to hang on by your fingernails. Listen to the story one more time to hear these words and phrases in context. Barnes is back on the score sheet. Brighton travelled to the King Power Stadium on Saturday to face Leicester City. Brighton have been playing brilliantly this season, and Leicester have been struggling with consistency. The match promised excitement, and it delivered. Brighton were the first to get on the scoreboard. Kaoru Mitoma has big boots to fill following the departure of Leandro Trossard on the left wing. The Japanese Player of the Year looked confident of his place, with a lightning sprint, then sweeping infield of Castagna, Mitoma dispatched a shot that was poetry in motion. Harvey Barnes, who has been struggling with composure in front of goal, set up Leicester's equaliser. He couldn't see a line through to cross the ball, so he took a shot himself, which was fired right at a Brighton defender. The ball fell neatly to Tielemans, who took a shot which was also blocked. Finally, the ball fell for a third time to Mark Albrighton, who slotted the ball past the Brighton keeper. In the second half, Barnes put the home side ahead. This was the midfielder's first goal since the World Cup. He had been having a good run of goals before the break for the competition, but seemed to have lost his nerve. Vardy made a great run and had to fire the ball back to Dewsbury Hall, who saw Harvey Barnes run into space. But then he hesitated, just for half a second. He couldn't quite pull the trigger and when he did, his cross back to Vardy was deflected for a corner. When the corner was taken, the ball fell to Barnes, who didn't have time to think about it and smashed it into the goal from close range. Hopefully for Leicester, this will help him regain his confidence and get back to scoring goals. Brighton swarmed Leicester for the remainder of the match. The home side were hanging on by their fingernails when the pressure eventually proved too much. Estupinian played in a smart cross and Evan Ferguson, the 18-year-old Irish forward, 
headed it past Danny Ward. Final score, Leicester City 2, Brighton and Hove Albion 2. Right, now it's time for you to think about the language again. Your challenge this week is to complete the gaps in the following sentences with the correct form of the words from the podcast. I've taken these examples directly from news websites and only edited them slightly to make them clearer. Number one. At half-time, the manager looked shocked. When he went into the dressing room, he... unsure of what to say. Number two. The Toffees finally... on Lampard after a 2-0 defeat to West Ham on Saturday, leaving them off the bottom of the table only on goal difference. Number three. After a string of losses, the manager was... And it didn't look like he'd be in the job for much longer. Number four. The football on show was the embodiment of... And unsurprisingly, Zinchenko was right at the heart of it. Number five. A drug dealer who was at court for sentencing and fled the building before his case was called on. Number six. The head coach told reporters that he's looking for more from his team during this season's campaign. Number seven. I may have some... But I'm truly excited to be taking over as manager here. Leave your answers to the language challenge in the comments section on the Premier Skills English website. Your task this week is to think about Harvey Barnes. Well, not just that. You see, I was really happy to see Barnes score. He's made some mistakes in his last few matches that I think were down to him losing his nerve, to him losing his confidence, and that affected his composure. This weekend, he's going to travel over to Warsaw to play against the EFL League 2 club, Warsaw FC, in the FA Cup. And this should give him the chance to build on his success and really get his confidence back. So your task this week is to think about a time when you, or someone you know, lost your nerve or had your confidence knocked. How did you get over it? Have you got over it? If you did, what advice would you give someone who's lost their nerve? Share your ideas in the comments section on the Premier Skills English website. Now it's time for today's football phrase. Today's football phrase is just a word. The word is... This describes a shot or a pass that hits or is lightly touched by another player just enough to change the direction that the ball's heading in. If a shot is... It's almost bounced off someone or, or something. Only instead of bouncing back towards the person who kicked it, it's... And 
changes direction? If you know the answer, be sure to leave it in a comment on the page for this podcast on Premier Skills English. And that's all I have time for today. I've written about another match, so there will be a part two to this week's podcast on Friday. As there were so many of them, I'll put the answers to last week's language challenges in the comments on the Premier Skills English website. Before I finish, I just wanted to say that I hope you found this podcast useful and I hope all of you stay fit and healthy and safe. Bye for now and enjoy your football. 